sort of vowed not to pay attention to the presidential race based on some numbers that Marshall hit us with early. Only a third of Democrats are following the race so far. Right. And I would I think would like you'd... And I would think you'd have a pretty good interest in that if, if, that, if that's your party and you want to beat Trump. I would like to congratulate two-thirds of Democrats for having the life balance and the perspective not to really be paying much attention yet. Quick question. How are you avoiding it? Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. Watch the debates. I think, you know, if you're a Democrat, you ought to watch the debates. You might come up with a clear favorite and want to spread the word, maybe really? donate a nickel. <laughs> or or do I wait until it's gotten pared down to like eight, which would be in the fall, which would still give me like four months before even Iowa happens. So you just want to have other people do the hard work of democracy for you, do you, son? But I was uh, the the whole point of that setup was a but. But I found kind of interesting article over the weekend about. Originally, the story was Biden was a no on the Osama bin Laden raid. And he's kind of tried to massage that into a yes over the years. So he's on the right side of how that turned out. Hmm. It's just kind of an interesting story. I thought it was interesting fitting in with the whole Iran thing. When you had... Like the current go-around? Thursday night. Yeah, okay. When you had Trump sitting around a table with a bunch of people saying, yes, attack or don't attack. Mm -hmm. I mean, those, those are decisions that human beings have to make. And Obama was in the same situation. And he went around the room and who said yes and who said no on the Osama bin Laden raid is pretty interesting. It's the same, same sort of deal. You get all the credit or blame when you make the final call as the president. That, mm-hmm. that, it's a tough one. But Biden was a no, but uh, well, we could get into that later or not, because he claims he wasn't now. But hmm. It's not the way the story is told in Robert Gates's book or Leon Panetta's book or Hillary Clinton's book. <laughs> There's a number of documentations out there. Wow. That's, that is uh, intriguing. But you know, we'll see if anybody cares. So where did you come across this General Electric thing? So this is uh, it was floating around on the Twitter machine, uh, people sharing this very real video from General Electric with instructions on how to reset your Internet of Things light bulb back to factory settings. So it's like an online light bulb. It is an online that is connected to the internet for some reason. I don't want to have to reset my light bulb to I just factory want to, settings. I just me and eight other lawyers want to screw it in. In a very comical way. <laughs> Involving then, turning a ladder or something. Yeah, exactly. Something yeah. like that. Turning yeah. the house. I don't, Signing I don't document. What was it? Lawyers, <laughs> paperwork, or something. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to have to reboot my light bulb. But, but uh, I, I will just start this as it starts. This is not edited in any way. And it's not parody. This, this is, is from GE. This is 100% real and unedited. Okay. Welcome to C by GE Smart Tips. We're going to show you how to factory reset your C by GE bulbs which will unpair your bulb from other devices and apps that it's connected to. I see. Oh, you you got to already stop. I'm already annoyed by the whole concept. I just, I, I don't want to do this. I don't think I ever will do no, it. That's easy. All you My have to do is unpair it, it first. <laughs> I don't want to have to figure anything out which for it? my damn light bulb. Which apps is my light bulb attached to? And guess what? My password no longer works. <laughs> no, you didn't reset it. <laughs> Back Which to will unpair your bulb from other devices and apps that it's connected to. Excellent. There are two factory reset processes, which depend on the generation of bulbs oh and boy. the firmware you're running on. Oh, oh boy. Here's the first process. Designed for bulbs with this package or for firmware version 2.8 or later. Start with your bulb off for at least five seconds. That's the effing problem. It's off. Then turn on the bulb for eight seconds. 
three, seven, six, seven, eight. Turn off for two seconds. <laughs> oh boy. One, Turn on two. for eight seconds. Okay. One, <laughs> Make sure you got the right firmware bulb, though. You don't uh, know if you got the right bulb. Uh, this might be the wrong process. Turn for two seconds. Oh, boy. One, turn on for eight two, seconds. Hang on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just One, didn't know. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Turn off for two seconds. Again? <laughs> turn on for eight seconds. You're sure this isn't parody? This is not parody. This is not edited. These are the legitimate steps for, for resetting your, if, your light bulb. If he says... That thing one more Turn time. Turn off for two seconds. I'm coming through the internet. <laughs> Turn on for eight seconds. That's it! That's it! <laughs> Let me at him! Okay. Turn off. For no, two seconds. Not again. Holy. And then crap. turn it on one last time. Okay. Well, we're going to have on and off <laughs> three times so to show that the reset was successful. Yes. If it doesn't, your bulb may be running on an older version of firmware. Okay. And we'll need to try the second factory reset process. Super. Which is designed for C by GE bulbs with this package oh, or for firmware version 2.7 or earlier. Familiar. Ready? Okay. Start with your bulb off. For at least five seconds. It's already off. Okay. That was the whole point. Off. It's dark in here. Then cold. turn on the bulb for eight seconds. Okay. It sounds like the other one, but okay. <laughs> Six, seven, eight. Turn off for two seconds. Okay. Again, very similar. Turn on for two seconds. Oh, oh. Turn off for two seconds. What? There was an on. Turn on for two seconds. Well, I'm behind by one. Turn now. off for two seconds. Wait, I'm still turning it off. <laughs> turn on for two seconds. I'm turning it on from the last time. Turn off for two seconds. Oh, this can't be real. Turn on for eight seconds. Oh, oh no. One, six, seven, eight. Good. Turn off for two seconds. <laughs> okay. Turn on for eight seconds. Oh boy. Wow. Wow. Hold really still. I'm turn not, off I'm, for two seconds. I'm not going to punch you. Just hold still. And then still. turn it on one last time. The uh, bulb will flash on and off three uh, times if it has been successfully reset. Hooray! Oh. For more smart tips about our smart products, go to cbyge.com. I'm sorry, that's a smart product? <laughs> what do your dumb products do? It's a, wow, that a, is incredible. They, they they thought that that cheery voice and that the simplest way we could do it would make people think, you know, I want one of those. Not the regular bulb I've been using my whole life where I never have to do anything, except if it burns out, I just put another one in. Wow. I, I've linked the video at armstrongyeti.com. You can see for yourself that that is real, and you can play that at your next dinner function and be the hit of the party. Wow. That is so nutty. Oh, it is. So Who what's the light that? bulb do? Is it one of those? Uh, what's the supposed upside? Yeah. I, mean, I, I believe you can control it from your phone. I think instead of going to a dimmer switch, oh boy, you can you can maybe dim it from. Am your I phone. paralyzed in this scenario? <laughs> and and God bless those who've been afflicted. Well, sure, sure. But if you can't, I'm not move. is the thing. Yeah. Am I twelve hundred pounds? Is that my issue? It would take me most of the day to get across the room to to turn on the light switch. Although it does say it it can be paired with other devices as well, so I don't know if it can can talk to your internet-ready fridge and then change it to like a blue light when when your when your pork's about to go bad. I I don't know how smart (laughs) these things are. Right now you're talking. Unless I'm grafted to my couch, I need to get up and do my own uh, lights. Is that an option? Can I look into that? When my garage door senses that I'm within a block and opens itself automatically, after 30 seconds after the opening sequence begins, the lights turn on in my home. Unless, of course, they've, uh, you know, 
gone south, and then I have to reboot them depending on which sort of firmware I you have. Yeah, I'm a Luddite. I actually hate new technology. I do. And uh, so I, I recognize that. And it's fine. You can do it. I won't. But I just, stuff like that makes me insane. And you know, and you know, there'll be times if you go this route where your light bulb burnout, and so now your refrigerator's not working because they're tied together. Right. You know that will happen. And then you reboot your fridge, you go through that process, and then you realize, oh, you've got to do the light bulb first. And you start again. I was trying to do something that I remember being quite simple uh, a number of years ago when I had to do it. Specifically, uploading music to a distribution service. I was completely stymied yesterday. Spent a couple hours at it. Finally, just walked away. Thought, I'll try again tomorrow. I got my kids an electronic drum set for Christmas, which Sam was very excited about. It's a drum set, but it's it's the pads. You wear headphones, so parents don't go crazy having to listen to the drums. Yeah. And, it, and it's awesome. He can plug into his Alexa, name a song, and he's playing drums along with it. It's very wow, cool. That's, it my was, kids loved ours, and you sure couldn't do that back in the day. It was very cool for a couple of weeks until it quit working. Mm. And, uh, and then I called the Yamaha people. And I was on the phone with a very, very nice, helpful guy for 45 minutes as he walked me through all the different steps of the software and rebooting and the sort of crap we just heard. I had done this with the manual myself at a great amount of time and energy, gone through all the steps to figure out which model I had and do the right thing and reboot it and restart it. Still didn't work. So I call, I get the guy on the line. I'm on the phone with him for a long time. He finally determines that I must have a bad piece of equipment. So then there is a, a, a an authorized repair store where it's still under warranty because this thing was pretty damn expensive. So I take it 45 minutes from my home and drop it off there. They call me two weeks later and tell me it's fine. It must not be. It must be something else. There's nothing wrong with this thing. Yamaha people oh. said that it was. Well, we say there's not. So you owe us $90 because it costs. Oh. If we find nothing wrong with it, you, have to pay us $90 for the fact that there was nothing wrong with it. Oh. So I write them a check for $90 and take the thing back home and plug it in. And it doesn't work. It's doing exactly the same thing it was doing before. Oh, and I uh, wish I could have heard the tape of that phone call. And both my parents really, re- our parents, both my children. Which one's the go- the older one? I can never remember either. <laughs> Which one am I? My kids, both my kids, super into the drum set, haven't been able to play it. I get, they got this for Christmas. It's uh, June. They played with it for two weeks. Holy um, God. I've been going back and forth and calling people in emails, and that's why I hate that's why I hate modern electronics. If I'd have got them a real drum set, they'd have been able to. And I even said this to the person at the music store. I said, my only worry is that this like doesn't work at some point. Because that drum set right there with the sticks and the thing, you can beat on that for 100 years, and it'll always work. It'll you always s- be playing the drums. You stretch an animal skin across a uh, cylinder, then you whack it with a stick. And if you like don't have just, a stick, you whack it with your hand. That worked for thousands of years. Stuff like that. Just, we went to watch a movie the other day, and the, the DVR player just all of a sudden said something about software. I didn't even know I had software in my, in my, in my DVD player. Right. It's just a DVD player. Yeah. You put in a DVD and press play, but now all of a sudden it wants a software update for some reason. It's not hooked to the internet. I don't know. Maybe your light bulb went out. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff drives me insane. Oh, man. Oh man! Oh man! But I'm, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not signing up for the the, the light bulb where I got to figure out which version of the light bulb I have for which process. Holy crap! Well, there was some ugliness on the border over the weekend. People dying, children dying, babies dying. Yikes! Yeah, and uh, what happened? Who's to blame? Chuck Todd and Meet the Press was blaming Trump. Trump's blaming Congress. Blah blah blah. We're going to talk to a reporter about that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
children in these migrant camps. The stories are horrible, Mr. President. You have children without their parents. You have kids taking care of kids. Yeah. You've, you've read these reports. I know people are coming to you. I know you think this is the Democrats' problem. Well, and forget it. it. Why it aren't was. you doing something about it? Are they you are, ready? Are you, they are in terrible shape down there, Mr. President. Down in Homestead, Florida, that's where I grew up, it's, it, the, these, okay. the, the conditions are terrible. I agree. And Do it's been something. that way for a long time. Do something. And President Obama built the cages. Remember when they said that I built them and then it was 1914. Do two wrongs make a right? It was 2014. Chuck, just listen for okay. one second. Separation. President Obama, I took over separation. I'm the one that put it together. What's happened, though, are the cartels and all of these bad people, they're using the kids. They're... They're, it's almost like slavery. Well, let's not punish the kids no, no, more. This has been Aren't happening. You, the kids are getting punished more. You're right. And this has been happening long before I got there. Oh, boy. So that's the president on Meet the Press yesterday in his long interview, and you had uh, more dead bodies on the border over the weekend. There were 300 on the southern border all of last year. 96 in this particular region where uh, a couple of babies, a toddler, and a woman were found over the weekend. How that... Uh, you know, Chuck Todd mentions the president to do something about that. How, how, how? Well, we've been talking about this for years. How has our Congress not come up with some sort of funding or or revisited the laws or whatever to deal with this situation? Anna Giratelli is the Homeland Security reporter for the Washington Examiner and joins us now. Anna, welcome. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, it's obviously a grim story. Um, is there anything notable or new about the deaths of these people? Do we know who they died? Uh, what should we know? Yeah, the FBI just released a statement, uh, and it says they don't believe uh, foul play was involved. Uh, it appears that the four in um, four corpses that were found were people who had tried to uh, cross the border illegally. Um, probably seeking asylum. Uh, their names have not been released yet because uh, U.S. officials are still working to determine who they were. Uh, and, you know, the really hard thing is for the two babies and the, the toddler found, you know, children don't have licenses or, or you know, something might have gotten lost in the river. And so that's what U.S. officials are looking at right now. They believe they died from dehydration um, and other those types of issues, but um, and it was but, yeah, was it on the Mexico? Was it on? Did it happen in Mexico or in the United States? Are they found? The bodies were found by Border Patrol on the U.S. side on federal land. It's parkland right uh, in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Okay, so right on the riverbank. And and uh, and the president says Congress needs to do something about it, and Congress says President needs to do something about it. You have any idea where we are on that? <laughs> We haven't made much progress, um, and with the Health and Human Services, which is the department that takes children from Border Patrol custody and takes care of them and then kind of finds a sponsor for them in the, U- the U.S., uh, they're running out of beds at the end of the month, um, which means they won't be able to take any more people, any more children from Border Patrol custody into their custody. But so what and are they so, going to do? Um, What's the plan? I keep hearing about this, uh, the speculation that they're going to run out of beds. What What is expected will happen at that time? So at that point, what you're either going to have to do is just let people out. Um, and that's what I was just in Eagle Pass, Texas last week. They're not even turning any families or children over to ICE 
they're just letting everyone out of Border Patrol custody because ICE can't take... Into the United States or into Mexico? Into the United States. Yeah, nobody goes back to Mexico. Wow. Um, And the majority of people you're seeing, you're not seeing Mexican adults like you used to see 10 years ago. Um, I think think it was about 70% are Central Americans right now, Central Americans um, and families. Um, because Mexican adults know, hey, if I, if I try to cross the border and I get caught, I'm going to get deported probably that day or the next day. And we're just, um, and we're currently, at least in Eagles Pass, just releasing them into the United States because we got no place to put them. That's unbelievable. Yeah. We're, we're out of town. I'm uh, out of time, I'm afraid. But that's quite a situation. Yeah. Anna Giratelli of the uh, Washington Examiner. Anna, we need to talk about this again soon because we know you're covering all sorts of different aspects of it and doing some really good writing. We'll have links so people can get to the stuff you've written recently. But uh, well done. Sorry for the uh, the quick out, but thanks for uh, talking. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. All right. Yeah. She, she mentions that hundreds of thousands of dollars are also being spent by charities and local governments in Texas in particular to try to get these folks to where they want to go. Because you got to turn them loose, because there's nothing we can do with them. So they say, all right, where do you have family? What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, we got President Trump raising the stakes in the back and forth with Iran, and there's a new poll of Democrats and their interest in the upcoming debates and election. And I got more comments on that border situation. Good God. That's all next. Armstrong and Getty. Breaking women's soccer news. Oh, my. Someone, Spoiler alert. Someone has scolded. I don't know if that required the breaking news donkey, but someone has scored a goal on the United States women's soccer team. It is now 1-1 against Spain. Oh, they've been scored right. upon. He's not mad at you, Brandon. You're doing just fine. <laughs> That's um, the first goal we've given up. Shocking. A quick follow-up to our discussion with our uh, journalist about the border. That's just incredible. So they got no place to put these people. So you come in, somebody shows up at the border, 70%, she said, was Colombian? Uh, Central American. Central American. And uh, they just say, "Ah, come on in. We got no place to put you and really no rules. We don't know what the rules are. No way to deal with it. No money. So just come on in, I guess, is the way we're doing it now. Right. That's insane. You know how many people in America would support that policy? Nobody. You might have 3% of America that'd be okay with that policy. And listen to this, would you? With all due respect to the vast majority being Central Americans, Honduras, El Salvador, we've talked about that. Catholic Charities said it's bought as many as 300 tickets because these people just get turned loose and they got nowhere to go. So the charities or the local governments say, all right, where do you want to go? And then they buy them tickets. Uh, Catholic Charities bought said it's bought as many as 300 tickets for African migrants in a week. 300 Africans who've gotten the right. word that, yeah, you just go through Mexico and claim you want asylum. And, is and they the, turn you loose. And is the concern about terrorists the just... The manufactured a, crisis. Is the concern about terrorists just <laughs> over? We just don't even worry about that anymore? I mean, because you got people, you have no idea who they are, and now you know they're coming from Africa. You don't have any idea who they are. Right. Just, we just don't worry about that anymore? Well, and Congress does nothing. The it's president incredible. needs to do I mean, something. What's he supposed to do? How is Congress not having an emergency session today and, and working something out? It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. It really illustrates the depth of their apathy. News now. It's Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump said he is moving to impose more sanctions on Iran, and these are ones that will hit the country's leadership hard. Sanctions imposed through the executive order that I'm about to sign 
will deny the Supreme Leader and the Supreme Leader's office and those closely affiliated with him and the office access to key financial resources and support. The assets of Ayatollah Khomeini and his office will not be spared from the sanctions. President going on to add that the U.S. will continue to increase pressure on the Iranian regime. So I look forward to discussing whatever I have to discuss with anybody that wants to speak. In the meantime, who knows what's going to happen? I can only tell you we cannot ever let Iran have a nuclear weapon, and it won't happen. I think we actually, unlike North Korea, I think we actually would go to war to stop that from happening with Iran, based on the interviews I saw over the weekend. Mm. Or Israel would, and we'd you know be de facto at war. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ahead of this week's debates, California Senator Kamala Harris is expanding her criticism of fellow 2020 Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden. Praising and coddling individuals who made it their life works and built their reputation off of segregation of the races in the United States. That's a problem. Harris telling CBS's Face the Nation, leaders cannot be ignorant of the history of race in the country. The remarks coming after the former Veep made comments about his working relationship with segregationist former colleagues. Biden drawing a lot of heat from several candidates after saying former Senator James Eastland had called him son rather than boy. Harris said she didn't take issue with Biden discussing compromise with the former senators who were known racist, but she does object to his ignorance. Well, yeah, and as uh, one writer who we quoted last week pointed out, it was just a very Grandpa Simpson-esque moment. What is he talking about? Why is he using those words? Does he think this is interesting? Just mm, not impressive. Meanwhile, most Democrats... Is she going to say that on the stage? Is she even on the same stage as him? I don't remember. But is she willing to say that on a debate stage? Because I remember the last round of debates, these candidates would say some pretty tough things in the lead-up interviews. And oh, then, And yeah. then that night on the right. stage... The, the moderator would try to set them up for that because they wanted the conflict, yeah. and they, they'd take a whip, they'd take right. a pass, they'd whip Jim, on it. Jim, I'm not yeah. here to criticize right. any individual. I'm here to... I'll let right. the vice president speak for himself. What I care about is the American people. Yeah. And they just wouldn't have the guts to say it on stage for some reason. Meanwhile, most Democratic voters haven't fully tuned into their party's presidential primary. Oh, yeah, primary. I keep forgetting that. There, I was talking about it. Yeah. Yes. Nobody What's cares. What's the matter with you? Yes. Nobody cares. Shut up! Somebody ought to make him shut up. <laughs> An Associated Press Center for Public Affairs research poll found only 22% of Democrats say they know much or a lot about the candidate's policies. Only Much or a lot. Only a fifth say much yeah. or a lot. Right. God, I, way, I know way too much about it. Only 35% say they're really paying any close attention to the race more than seven months before the first ballots are cast in Iowa. Yeah, I, there's nothing that can be done about it by law. <laughs> but can we please, as a people, come together and agree this has gotten so wildly out of hand, the amount of time this covers? Bill just, Clinton announced in October of 91. That's plenty of time, right? Wow, yeah. And his election was, what, 96? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and listen, uh, most people can exercise veto power by just not paying attention. Which I get, and good for you. But do this for me. Join me in this fight, because we have to kind of sort of have to pay attention. This idea of, I mean, like, the dude just got in. Former Congressman Joe Sestak. Right. 
seems like a nice enough fellow. Getting in at this late date is going to be difficult, Joe. That's exactly <laughs> right. And he responded to that in this Wampo article I was reading. He was like, I think this is plenty early enough. But the powers that be are like, oh, what's, what's Johnny come lately? We're just cleaning up the party and you're showing up. <laughs> and it's just, it's absurd. Oh. Meanwhile, my friends, get ready for their comedy stylings. Andrew Dice Clay is going on tour with Roseanne Barr. Oh, Whoa! Boy. The tour is entitled the Mr. and Mrs. America Tour. Clay uh, telling Fox News he doesn't think Roseanne's got a mean bone in her body saying she's a comic because she's wacky. I've known her since we were kids. When people ask about what she said, I say she's a comic. we got to stop policing comedians. This is America. Oh! There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Come on, Squawky. Where's Squawky? Come on, Squawky. Got a mackerel in his mouth. Oh. Hickory dickory dock. Oh, jeez. Hey. Take it easy. Take it easy <laughs> there over you there. Go. <laughs> Don't need to hear that. <laughs> Google it. So he'll do that disgusting stuff, and, uh, and oh Roseanne Barr will scream her racist rant. I saw him live. The like, witch was white. Three years ago, I, I think. thought the bitch oh, was white. So harsh. Such a beautiful singing voice, though. <laughs> so here Bird you go. River. This is how it's changed. So we got Iowa in uh, January, and that's when they'll start the whole process. Iowans have Iowa year-round, Jack. Uh, the, the caucus to try to pick a candidate. So that's in January. So Bill Clinton announced in October, the previous October. So that would be this coming October. Oh boy. When they would just announce. You want to go even further back? JFK, he announced he is running for president in January of 60. So the month that we have the caucuses, that would be when the heavyweight candidates announce they're even running. James K. Polk announced a week after the election and still won. <laughs> but that's how much longer our that's elections amazing. are now than they, they used to be. announced that month. The, campaigned for a few weeks. People thought, wow, that makes sense to me. You, you would, voted for You him. wouldn't announce till the year of the actual election. Right. right. Let alone so, this, what do we got up on our thing, 500 days before? So oh, and we've been at this for weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. What would be the best way to, to shrink our election season? Not paying attention to it. That's the only control no, you have. No, but they, they're, that's not going to stop them from doing it. It would have to be putting restrictions on fundraising windows, right? If nobody was paying attention, it would, it would, it would shorten it. If, if it became clear that nobody pays any attention, you're not doing, you're not doing yourself any good by running. Or I think it would shorten it. Every It's now under 500 not, days. We have 498 days until the election. It's now under 500 days. Or every month prior to January of the election year, we execute one candidate selected <laughs> at random. And, you know, if you're the only guy in, it's going to be you. So, yeah, you, nobody's going to want to risk execution. So we just get that through the Supreme Court. Would be a, would it be a free speech thing? Because because an- announcing is a oh, absolutely is not just a is not just speech. There there are mechanisms involved in in f- financing and all the stuff Sean was just mentioning. Everything like that. Could you have it? A, you, you 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 can only run in the year of the election. You do have to file papers. Jen, you can't file papers be- with the Federal Election Commission. Would that be free speech? You can't. Nobody can know. file papers until the year of the election. It has to be the actual year of 2020. Yeah. January yeah. 1st, 2020, you can get in. I'm way out of my depth here. Hmm. I wonder. Because that's basically what Kennedy did. He, he we, got just, in. we will not process your application until January of that year. Or December of, of, of the previous year. That way you can hit Jan 1, uh, hit the ground run. 
And, and campaign like crazy for three weeks till they have the caucus there in Iowa. Most of the candidates we're paying attention to right now announced in January of this year. Right. A full year before John Kennedy announced. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Nobody wants this. Uh, no. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Well, now you do. <laughs> the cable news channels and media want it because they yeah. think it gets eyes and ears. But oh. based on your what you just said, if only twenty percent of people are following right. it, much I want right. to put out my eyes and plug my ears. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shoot my TV. Anyway, oh. that's our goal. Oh, what's the score on the soccer match? Is it still one oh. one? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, yes. it's, it's yes, been it like is. seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about Spain: they spell it with an e. España. You'd think they'd know the name of their own country. God, so stupid. I know it. Spaniards. What are you going to do? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. allegedly fed his attack squirrel meth to keep it aggressive. (laughs) But there's a happy ending, folks, because when authorities found the methed out squirrel, they released it into the wild. (laughs) So now the woodland creatures have a new friend who never sleeps and is going to steal the moose's Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a... uh... It's a fairly real worldy. My friend is a tweaker joke. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Wow. And just a quick follow up on the uh, discussion we had with Anna Giratelli, the Washington Examiner. She did this piece about how in Texas, in particular, um, the the number of uh, asylum seekers, you know, phony asylum seekers, but I guess you know, allegedly they're seeking asylum. Um, they're just flowing across by the thousands, and as we were discussing now, Border Patrol doesn't even bother handing them over to ICE, because ICE has told them we're full. we we got nowhere to put them. Just turn them loose. So we're, we're turning loose these thousands of people into the country, including 300 Africans in one week. Um, they're talking about the city of San Antonio and nonprofits spent more than $600,000 just March 30th through June 9th in uh, bus expenses bus tickets and plane tickets for migrants to get to wherever they wanted to go because it's cheaper to do that than to feed and clothe and medicate them in San Antonio. San Antonio saying we don't have the money for an influx of 25,000 or what's the number per month? It's an astounding number. But anyway, we can't take tens of thousands of new starving people in San Antonio. If you tell me you have a relative in Las Vegas, congratulations. Here's a bus ticket. Good luck. Godspeed. Um, so they're spending uh, six hundred thousand plus dollars, three hundred Africans in one week. Another twelve to fifteen African families arrived in town last week. The next week, the group San Antonio operations have cost about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. This is Catholic Charities. As of June ninth, um, San Antonio food banks expenditures topped two hundred forty fifty four thousand dollars. 
Um, Travis Park Church spent fourteen grand. I don't know how big a church it is, but then, then there are a bunch of other. So it's millions and millions of dollars that are being spent on these people in their first days in the country, never mind on an ongoing basis. How and many Congress com- does nothing. How many countries in the world doing this? It's insanity. Um, Trump did send a letter to Chairman Kim in North Korea that uh, was uh, confirmed by Mike Pompeo over the weekend because the story was going around. He said, yep, the president did send a letter to him. So if you didn't hear our podcast in which we talk about North Korea with a fabulous journalist named Anna Fifield, uh, it's available wherever podcasts are sold. Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. I've continued to read her book over the weekend. How is Very it? interesting. What have you learned? Well, uh... Uh, little fathead is pretty bright. He he really didn't apply himself in school because he was such a basketball freak. He was obsessed with basketball, playing and specifically or the, uh, pl- playing. He played basketball all he the does time. Does not look like an athlete. He, maybe a pro bowler. Um, <laughs> arguably a golfer. Although modern yeah, golfers don't look, that. look <laughs> like that. Was one of his heroes, Dennis Rodman. It's funny. I watched. Uh, I it was flipping channels. Uh, Saturday, Sunday doesn't matter. And I came across the the last game Michael Jordan played with the Bulls. It was the the sixth championship, the deciding game, and there was young. Which he clearly pushed off Brian Russell in a foul, and uh, no, that was, had to no, turn the ball. No, over that is wrong. Would have that not is wrong. Won the that, game. Is, that is legend, which disguises the truth. <laughs> anyway, uh, but Dennis Rodman was a corky and bedyed hair. Listen, listen, listen. I got it. Let me let me do this. Yeah, that was that. That's Dennis closer to now. But uh, back in the day, he was an incredibly earnest, hardworking. Uh, he did the dirty work type guy. But anyway, uh, uh, little fathead was just obsessed with basketball and the Chicago Bulls, and he idolized Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman, and uh, you know it's all he cared about. But the family finally put the clamps on him and says, and and took him back from because he attended regular schools in Switzerland. Uh, one was a private school. Then he switched to public schools. He just attended public schools in Switzerland for, I think, a couple of years. And they had him under assumed names, but the Swiss knew who he was. And, and he told friends, yeah, I'm, I'm the son of the, the dictator. And no, you're not. And the way little kids are. But he lived a very normal existence. And then finally, mom, who's super ambitious, told him, no, nah, now you got to move back to North Korea and go to this phony West Point of ours. So... You've got some phony credentials to become the phony leader. Order everybody to get your hair cut and live your life. Exactly. Starve a few if need be. Feed them to dogs if you want. Whatever you do. Alexa, play Final Thoughts by Armstrong and Getty. Okay, here's some idiotic musings by a pair of halfwits and their merry band of simpletons. Here's your host, Joe Getty. That was dismissive. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, uh, producer Positive Sean. Sean, final thought? Yes, I have uh, made it another addition to the Positive Sean blog. Last week, two of my favorite uh, pastimes collided. The NBA and rap battles. We had two NBA players exchanging rap verses on SoundCloud about one another. I wrote a little uh, write-up for it on uh, Positive Sean's blog at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, uh, Marsha Phillips, final thought? Very nice, Sean. I uh, was uh, waiting for a very good friend of mine, a traveling musician, to show up this weekend. When he got there... He got. He was sick. Uh, the uh, road is a, a very, very cruel mistress. You expect a, you're expecting a party, <laughs> yes. and you end up with a sick roommate. Yeah, a sick ukuleleist. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs>
There he is in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Oh, yeah, very quickly. Making the election cycle shorter, I say 10-day cycle. Five days for debates, five days for a talent show. <laughs> That's innovative. Jack, final thought for us? One of the most popular knitting websites in America has banned any Donald Trump knitting. Apparently, it's fairly popular to knit some sort of make America great again sort of thing that you'd put on your wall, which I can see being popular with a lot of people. But it's banned because they said any support for Donald Trump is undeniably support for white supremacy, so it's banned from their knitting. And probably support for needlepoint. <laughs> we won't have any of you damn needlepointers in this group. If you bring up, you know who, pro or con in any group that's not a political discussion group, you're a bad person. Stop doing it. Bowling team, knitting group, book club, whatever. Even the world of knitting. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Armstrong and Getty.